The Christian life can only be lived by those who have received all they need through the merciful provision of Jesus as Savior and Lord. He is the bread of life. We live as we feast on Him and His truth. I'm glad you have joined the radio ministry of the Bread of Life today. This is a listener-supported program sponsored by the International Outreach Ministry of Church Partnership Evangelism. To learn more about our overseas ministries or our work in our community, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. We begin with the reading of Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, and the depiction of Earth's last moments, history's conclusion. We live in a day in which people fail to take responsibility for their own actions. We have been educated to think that our actions are somehow the result of outside forces, of the system in which we live. We rail against the system. We cry out for justice. And also, because we see the symptoms of unjust people who govern us, we can rationalize that our unjust actions are appropriate. How can we be to blame? Uh, Look, we say, the world is a mess. Pull the log out of the world's eyes before you ask me to pull the plank out of my own. But God's ending reveals that He is the sovereign Lord of heaven and earth, and He is just. And it reveals that all people will be held accountable before Him. The Apostle John writes, Then I saw a great white throne and Him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, the small and the great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works, by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The conclusion that is drawn from it, should your name not be written in the book of life, is on the basis of your deeds only to determine the extent and the depth and the intensity of your unending agony in the lake of fire. God is just and man is responsible. Let's draw some conclusions from all this. I want to make four conclusions to you. How do you sum up this morning of this dreadful consideration? Well, the first one is this. I think this is just the most basic and simple and it's good practical application for our day and age. Can you see that your works are important? What you do, the decisions you make, God pays attention to your injustices and your wrongs he chooses, he chooses even the extent of men's suffering based upon their choices and their actions. It is important. Listen, I would suggest that no man wants to go to the lake of fire, but if he were to go there, he wants to limit the intensity of his agonies. God is paying attention to all these things. So choose the right. It matters. Don't make excuses that you live in a broken world to justify your broken and unjust responses in this world. Do the right thing. Follow the dictates of your conscience. Obey them. It matters. It will matter to you. It matters to God. Here's the second thing you can learn from this. Learn to view people and individuals and live among them 
in light of their potential futures. If you know for certain that you are going to escape this judgment and that you have gained the promise of the first resurrection, you should want to bring as many as possible to this certain knowledge as well. The test of our faith and our belief is in how we judge men in light of it. Here's the third thing, it's this. Note that justice must be thoroughly implemented before the endless enjoyment of the new heavens and the new earth. The great question that all men and all women hope for and all their hopes hinge upon is simply this. Will God render justice on the earth? Will He enact justice over all His creation? Will the score of sin and ruin be completely settled? This is actually what all men cry for, what all men yearn for. This is what little children plea for in the back seat when they say it's not fair. Basically, something is calculated in our life. Some arrow is pointing towards a longing, a desire for justice. We ultimately know that life cannot serve us to its fullest without it. This is where hope rests finally. Is there a day of justice? Can a new heaven, can utopia come down upon the earth? Can men realize paradise? They can't without perfect justice. Without justice. See here, the new heaven and the new earth do not, they cannot come until justice comes. Will the score of sin and ruin be completely settled? The answer is yes. The justice that has so elusively been kept away from fallen humanity will be instituted in complete finality by a holy God. And then a new earth will arise and highest heaven will rest upon it. Then you can read chapters 21 and 22 and all the glories of heaven. We want justice. We long for it. Our hearts tell us, all men's hearts tell them, we ultimately need it to make sense of any dream for immortality. And yet, so many are not ready for it. They are responsible and accountable for the very thing they desire. There will be justice, exacting, unprejudiced, inescapable, unending justice. This is what you should want. The question is, are you ready for it? Are you ready for that justice? Here's the last point. It's this. Please understand that this day of judgment that we've been considering will not be and is not the greatest day of judgment. It is the final day, but it is not the greatest day. It is not the day in which the most horrific and fullest reach of God's wrath against sin is made known. That day is not coming. That day came and passed. That day came 2,000 years ago when not creation, but the Creator went under judgment. There He stood lovingly in your place. He took upon Himself your deserving punishment. If you find it stunning to consider this day of the great white throne, understand that a greater day of wrath has already come. 
a more remarkable uncovering and exposing of the wretchedness of all your sins has been taken into account. Christ, the sinless Son of God, became sin for you. And in nakedness and agony, He exposed your sin upon the cross. There He bore it for you, so that you might not have to bear it yourself. He suffered the agony of your sin and your hell, and the fires of God's holy grievances against your sin, in order that you might, instead of tasting the second death, have the first resurrection and enter in with Him. You know, the person who marches through the streets of our cities crying out for justice through their or teeth or through their tears, who understandably, because of the injustice they perceive all around them, says all we want is justice. And I'm not making light of that. It is understandable that people want a basic fairness in life and that it's important to them. A person who says all we want is justice. Really? Really? The church's answer is what we all really need is mercy. We all need mercy. A mercy that opens up to us at the cross of Jesus Christ. Where God's holy justice poured itself in hellish fury upon our Savior. Which do you want to stand before? Which point of judgment? It's your choice. The great white throne? Or cross? Let's bow our heads. Your head's bowed. I'd like to quote to you a poem that I read and meditated on this week. Great God, what do I see and hear? The end of things created. The judge of mankind doth appear on clouds of glory seated. The trumpets sound. The graves restore. The dead which they contained before. Prepare my soul to meet him. The dead in Christ shall first arise at the last trumpet sounding, caught up to meet Him in the skies with joy their Lord surrounding. No gloomy fears their souls dismay. His presence sheds eternal day on those prepared to meet Him. But sinners filled with guilty fears before His wrath prevailing, for they shall rise and find their tears and sighs are unavailing. The day of grace is past and gone. Trembling they stand before the throne, all unprepared to meet Him. Great God, what do I see and hear? The end of things created. The judge of mankind doth appear on clouds of glory seated. Lo, at His cross I view the day when heaven and earth shall pass away. And thus prepared, I meet Him. Dear Jesus, before Your cross may we find our stand. shadow of a mighty rock within a weary land. O oh God, that place that is a shelter from the storm of Your own righteous final judgment. Hide us under the shadow of Your wings. Shelter us in the wounds of our Savior who died for us. Have mercy upon us and forgive us. Forgive us for those sins that His nakedness and His beatings and His sufferings expose are ours that we should answer to, O Christ, you have answered for us, we receive it. 
Give us now in its place the adoration and love, the confidence and the assurance, the clothing and dress of your own perfect righteousness. Oh, Jesus, how we learn to love you when we learn the severity of our sin and the greatness of your justice and the depth of your love for us. What agonies you have gone for to claim us for yourself. Our name's written through your blood in that book of life. Our sins blotted out by that same blood from the books of your holy records. What a serious, profound decision must be made by men whether they shall receive the Savior and find His answer. O God, before Him, in love of Him, and all He has done for them, may they give you the response your Spirit is calling them to, we ask in Jesus' name. As we learned in a prior broadcast, those who have, in repentance of sins, placed their faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ will find that their names are recorded in the book of life and that their sins are blotted out from the books of record. But those who fail to place their trust in the Savior from sin will find that their names are blotted out from the book of life and that their sins remain in evidence against them in the books of record. How important is the decision to accept or reject the Savior? Please consider this. You've been listening to The Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this broadcast, call us at 208-331-4000. Until the next time, may God bless you.